when someone asks, so why should we work with you guys? And then people go like, ah, um, because we are the market leader for XYZ. We operate in 50 markets. We have spent 10% of our money on R&D. We are the greatest on earth. Now, these are all great things. And you should continue saying that. But think, right? How memorable is that? Do you think that your client will walk out of that meeting a day later, a week later, a month later, remembers whatever you told them? And do you think actually that your competitor says anything that is different to that? Probably not, right? And so uh, stories are your chance to become more memorable, to appeal to emotions, to make the other person really feel like, ah, oh, wow, I get this. I want to work with that person. They're so cool and remember you a year later. Philip Hum joins me today to talk about storytelling. And what I really liked was how much detail Philip goes into helping us understand how to make our own story and how to use it in our client meetings. Welcome to the Best of Sales Podcast. I'm Mark McGuinness, and thanks for listening. If you want to be better at sales, you want to be better at starting new conversations, perhaps with stories, then you're listening to the right podcast. This one is exactly going to help you. So, Philip's a really cool guy who really knows how to use stories effectively in the workplace. But before we get too far into the pod, I want to give him a big shout out because I completely stuffed up the name of his book when I was talking about it in the podcast. Not once, but twice. So that's completely on me. That's my bad. His new book is called The Story Selling Method, and I called it The Storytelling Method. So it's The Story Selling Method. Anyway, it's a great, short, and powerful book, and um, it'll definitely help you get your head around um, telling stories in your sales role to help you stand out. So Phil's got an incredible background. You know, he's worked with some really crazy organizations. So, you know, all the big names, Uber, Google, Visa, Oracle, and the list goes on. But the two big takeaways I think that I well, that I took away from this, and I'm, I think you're going to grab them as well, you, you know, that Phil, there's two things that Phil calls, or one of them in particular was Phil calls the connection story. And, and the connection story is really about what you can, how you can use storytelling at the very start of your interactions, whether it's like in a sales meeting or a Zoom or whatever the case, Zoom meeting. Everyone can, the thing that I loved, everyone can do this straight away. It's not very hard to do. Um, listen to this podcast to be doing that immediately. And then the other one that I thought was super powerful, and this comes a little bit later on, is the, the dif- differentiation story. And this one's perfect for when, you know, you hear a prospect say or you think a prospect's thinking, why should I choose you? And then if you can pull out the differentiation story at that point, rather than jumping into features and benefits, you know, it's going to make a significant impact on your ability to be able to win deals. So look, without further ado, you're absolutely going to love this. Jump in and let's listen to Phil Hum. Philip Hum, welcome to the Best of Sales Skills podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks for having me. Mate, I'm, I'm really pleased that you've come on. And I'm doing some research. I'm having a look. You've got an incredible lineup of clients and past employers. It's like every, you know, super logo that anybody would, you know, it's literally the who's who of the industry. So well well done, mate. I mean, that really stood out to me. I mean, what, what were some of the names? We got Google, who else? You know, like Google, all sorts of things. Visa, Oracle, oh, Eon. Man. Noom, Newtonix. Yeah, got a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. Yeah, and um, and the other pat on the back, of course, is um, a brand new book out, right? The storytelling mm-hmm. method. Um, that it's looks actually story selling method. Just story. Tiny. <laughs> sorry, bigger pardon. A storytelling <laughs> method. 
And um, it's it's got the tick of approval from Mark Hunter. And Mark's uh, somebody I really admire. I think he does some great stuff. So if you're getting a tick from Mark, it must be pretty good. So mm-hmm. uh, it, I, ha- I have a copy of the book, thanks to you. Um, I have not done more than skim through it. So I did like how, how <laughs> short it was, though. It's like 172 pages. Is that right? Yeah, 182 pages. Very 182. short. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, I'm a fan. I just always myself... Uh, crazy for ADHD and anytime that I have this book off 300 pages and it's just full of fluff I'm like man I can't do this this is why I have 80 books unread books in my shelf just because I just don't have the patience to go through all of that so mine is 176 for the same reason and <laughs> and, and you know what I loved about yours you put all your your stuff about you know why I'm so good at the back where a lot of people you know when they write it they first for you know chapters are about their history and how good they are so i i thought that was really strong the way that you're leading with the information and putting you know your authority you know like the authority comes through in the book but you've left that to the end you know rather than trying to mm-hmm. use it as a tool to promote yourself first and foremost you're, you're sharing information i thought that was that was to me that really stood out so congratulations thanks well <laughs> so um whereabouts in the world are you today Philip, where, where are I'm you? right now in the Netherlands, but Netherlands. Uh, my accent is a little bit all over because I'm German actually myself, and okay. I've lived a few years in South America, a few years in the US, and now in the Netherlands for the last few years. So it's a little bit messed up. So you're um, a man of the globe. Well done. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for making the time to come and speak to these tiny little podcasts down in uh, APAC. We love it having you on. Thank you. <laughs> So, obviously, you've got a book about storytelling, right? So, we're going to be talking today about storytelling. Um, Quick background. How did you get into telling stories, you know, like in a professional sense? Give us us the little work there. Yeah. So, (laughs) how it started professionally, I think a few years back, um, I think pretty much exactly three years back, back then, uh, I was still a product manager at Uber. And right then, COVID hit. Uber decided to let go of 30% of the workforce. I lost my job. Obviously, sucked, right? I thought, man, what am I going to do now? And in that coping mechanism, I went online and I looked for other jobs. The same day that I got laid off, I applied, I think, to 34 different roles. And two hours later, I actually got my first invite from this recruiter. And I looked at the role and I looked at it. Hmm, that's exactly what I did before. And I asked myself, I mean, do I really want to do stuff like that for the rest of my life? I mean, I enjoyed my job, but was it fulfilling? No, right? I just, it was just a job. Then I thought, you know what? This is a chance right now to try something out. And so the uh, I thought, okay, let me use that time differently. And so I did tons of acting classes, improv, stand-up comedy, uh, storytelling. In particular with the storytelling, I thought, hey, uh, I enjoy this. I like this a lot. So I did a couple of courses there, read tons of books on storytelling. And after a few months, I realized that first, um, I'm actually not terrible at storytelling. I can do this. Second, storytelling is so powerful. Uh, People actually want to spend more time with me just because I tell stories. And third, all the courses that I've attended, they focus on this big storytelling, but not really storytelling that is relevant for sales or relevant for business. And I think I can do that better than most people that are out there. And that's how I got started with my business. Oh, mate, that's fantastic. I, lo- I love a bit of adversity forcing you into doing something that you really love. 
Yeah, so, some, sometimes we need this very gentle or very aggressive push to get started, right? <laughs> well, sometimes that's what it takes. Right, I wish you all the best. That's fantastic. Now, am I going mad or is, is storytelling becoming something that we're talking about more often, like in, particularly in sales and in business? Is that something that's that's coming up? Is it be, Has it become more popular in the last couple of years or is it just something that I've taken notice of? Hmm. What do you think? <laughs> I actually thought of this. Uh, I actually should do some research because I think for me, it's just how you call it, like confirmation bias. As my yeah. entire world uh, is around storytelling, I see it everywhere. And so, yes, it's growing, but I should actually look into, let's say, Google searches. Is it increasing? So I got to get back to on this one to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so, so I, I think I tell stories a lot in sales. So I'll be interested to hear how you break this down for us today. Um and um, so I just wonder whether it is that confirmation bias, you know, um, I, know I thought you were going to say something like, oh, there's been a 34% increase in people doing storytelling. But anyway, next time <laughs> you can come. Into- <laughs> 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 All right. So, in, so this is obviously a sales podcast, right? So tell us about what, you know, why does storytelling matter in, in sales? Well, give us a lowdown on that point, please. Okay. Uh, imagine you're in a sales conversation, right? And a lot of people there go into, when someone asks, so why should we work with you guys? And then people go like, ah, um, because we are the market leader for X, Y, Z. We operate in 50 markets. We have spent 10% of our money on R&D. We are the greatest on earth. Now, these are all great things. And you should continue saying that. But think, right? How memorable is that? Do you think that your client will walk out of that meeting a day later, a week later, a month later, remembers whatever you told them. And do you think actually that your competitor says anything that is different to that? Probably not, right? And so uh, stories are your chance to become more memorable, to appeal to emotions, to make the other person really feel like, ah, oh, wow, I get this. I want to work with that person. They're so cool. And remember you a year later. So that's really where stories come in to help you stand out and build that connection. Okay, I love that because, of course, we need to stand out in sales, right? Because there's so many bad salespeople. There's so many things that are just sold on com- as a commodity. So that makes sense. Can you give us an example of like an, an, a, a storytelling scenario that would work in, in, in sales? Like just so that we've got some context so we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, a scenario, you mean, let's say, a use case of where you could use? Or an example, you know, like of the story that you're talking about. Yeah. Sure. Let me give you actually an example that is also uh, in the book. Um, I had a very interesting encounter, uh, I think December 2021. In December 2021, I was in my apartment, uh, my home office in Amsterdam, when I got this call from this unknown number. Usually I ignore these type of calls, but this time I pick it up. So, hello. Hi, um, this is Julia. I was in your story selling program. Sorry to disturb, right? I should have uh, sent you an email before. And she said, well, but I was so excited. Um, my manager just walked up to me and asked me if I was bribing our clients. And I asked her a little bit confused, right? Hey, Julia, did you come here for legal advice? And she said, uh, no, no, no. Obviously, I'm not bribing anyone. My manager just couldn't get why I'm closing so many deals right now. Last year, I had one of the worst closing rates in the entire office. This year, I had one of the best ones. My manager just put me up for promotion. When she told me that, I asked her a little bit, wow, this is really cool, right? Uh, what do you think changed? 
After that, she told me that the one thing that she, she changed, that she made a commitment every single time before every single meeting, sales meeting. She said, okay, I'm going to tell one story, one tiny story, not a big one, not a two, three minute story, but a 30 to 90 second story. She did this. And literally every time that she shared that story, she saw how just the guards of the clients dropped. And so for her, it has worked incredibly well. No, that just as a sample story. There are tons of other stories, but just to get a flavor of, hey, what what are some of these stories how and how they could look like? I like what you did there. It's a story about storytelling in a storytelling podcast. That's that's <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those mirrors, you know, when you see the mirrors, you can't. Anyway, um, so <laughs> so how do we craft a story for ourselves, right? So I'm guessing people are thinking, yeah, that makes sense, but you know, I'm an introvert, or I don't have any good stories, or nothing good happens to me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, how, how do we do that? Like, yeah, what do we, what, what, do, what do we do? Sure. Um, let, let me walk you through, let's say, a very simple story structure that anyone can start using today. Um, simple story structure that you can use to tell any story or 99% of the story, four-step story structure. Context, challenge, response, and result. So context, first step. That's the first one, just giving some rough context. Where and when does it take place? Who's the main character? And what is the main character up to? I pretty much start every story like, ah, it's... October 2019, and I'm in my apartment doing X, Y, Z. One or two sentences, that's it. Gives enough credibility. Second step, challenge. So what is the challenge that the main character faces, right? What what is something, what a physical challenge, emotional challenge, difficult decision, other person, something that is substantial to the main character. This is really the part where you want to go deep into the emotion. Super crucial step in any type of story. And then third step. Uh, response. How does the main uh, character respond to that challenge? So what are the actions, reactions, decisions taken to overcome that challenge? And then last one, uh, result. So how does it turn out at the end? How does it turn out at the end? What is the result of the story? If you're in sales, beautiful result could be three weeks later, Mark um, called me and said, wow, Philip, um, your podcast right now, this has been the best of 300 podcasts that I've recorded so far. Well done on that, right? <laughs> Obviously, you're going to say that in three weeks. <laughs> of course. Yeah, definitely. But the result is, okay, how is the client or the other person, how is their life transformed? What is the result of that story? So these are the steps. So context, challenge, response, and result. That way, you can craft any story, um, and it will be, a, at least from a structure perspective, a really good story. Yeah. Okay. Um I, I, I like that. It's reminding me a lot of the concept of, of social proof, you know, but, mm-hmm. but but telling it in a different way. So people might say a case study, but this mm-hmm. is actually a lot more, got a lot more emotion attached to it and it's much easier, I think. And like, Philip, you're the expert. I'm just, you know, getting a, a very front high-level view here. But, you know, like a, a case study is cold, you know, and and sort of talks about data and, and numbers, you know, where this is trying makes it much easier for the client to see themselves in that position, you know, as as the person getting the results when when you set the tone like that. So I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. on that one, you got it exactly right. So case studies, they're every company has them, and um, they're not bad. But think as as well, hey, how memorable is that, right? Is this a customer right now reading your case study and thinking a week later, oh, wow, 
Mark, that was a really cool case study that I read on your website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the problem is often with that, that the case studies, they're these very impersonal things, right? They're about companies. They're about generic things. And the moment that you start about talking about companies, it's very tough to build that personal connection and to become memorable. So yep. yes, continue using data numbers, but weave them into a personal story that is about a specific person. So instead of saying company X increased their revenue, you can say, hey, three weeks later, I went into this meeting with my customer and, and she said, we just increased our revenue by 10%. That's crazy. Thank you so much. Right? Same, same, but tiny different. So one of the things I'm always nervous about um, is how do we how do we get to the point of like, how do we use it in the meeting? Right? So what do we do? Hi, my name is Mark. Let me tell you, sit down and let me tell you. I'm, I'm sure we don't do that. Like, so what's your feedback as a story expert on, on the best way for us to use it in that sort of sales situation? Okay. Let, let's split that question in two. Um, one, let's talk about one specific story that everyone can start using today, right? Okay. Um, one story that I love for every single meeting, and you don't need a lot of experience, are connection stories. Connection stories are short stories to build trust with someone. Let me give you a bad example and then a good example. Bad example is, um, let's say, you ask, ask me, how are you? <laughs> how are you, Philip? All right. Oh, well, good. Well, today, typical weather here in Amsterdam, it's raining, windy. And yeah, I just want the summer to be here. That's first example. That's 99% of our small talk, right? 99% of our small talk is just like, oh, weather, weekend plans, traffic, this mega boring stuff. And it's not, it's actually not terrible, but it's standard. And with the standard, yeah, yeah, you're staying yeah. at the same level of relationship. Now, let me give you another example um, that you could do instead. Do you want to ask me again, how are you? How are you, Philip? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Really good. Well, this morning I had a little moment of panic. Actually, this morning I jumped on this sales call with, um, with someone that I hadn't seen in 10 years back from undergrad. And I don't know why or how, because usually I'm pretty confident, but this time I was, I just got so nervous. Somehow being with that person just triggered my very insecure me though from undergrad. Anyway, when was the last time that I know you got nervous in front of an audience and how was that for you? No need to respond, but that was just uh, as an example, right? So when someone asks you, how are you? Instead of just responding with weather or the traffic or anything else, uh, just choose to respond with something about yourself, right? Something that shows a little bit more character that tells us something about you. And, and do you think in your experience that when we do that, and we share a little bit more of ourselves that we often get a bit more back. Um, you know, like if you said, how I, if I asked you how you're going, you're busy, I'd go, yeah, me too. You know, like, like, whereas if you, if you said something like that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I actually had a pretty rough day to the start to, as well. You know, the kids wouldn't get in the car and then, you know, so, and then, so that interaction is more valuable because we've got a deeper insight into each other's day and therefore, life rather than just saying hey busy is that something that you see or yeah so that's the thing often on storytelling it's actually not that ah it's this monologue that you just tell the other person but it's much more a way of making the other person comfortable to share their story with you 
So not sure if you noticed, but I ask you a very specific question that asks for a story in return. I ask you, hey, when was the last time that you got nervous in front of an audience? And so you probably think a little bit, no, 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 ah, something. And then you could respond with a story, right? So you want to ask a question where the other person actually can respond with a story in return. If you just ask, so how was your day? Ah, chances are that you just get something very average back. So I'll often ask for something. When was the last time? What was your favorite? What was your least favorite? Um, so asking for these specific story prompting questions. That will just get an incredible conversation after. And so, so in that sort of sales meeting process, you know, you, let's say you, you you meet somebody face to face or over Zoom for you know, and you get twenty to thirty minutes sort of thing, right? So we do that little micro story for thirty seconds when we first interact. You know, do we then make sure that we've got a story that's a little bit more relevant about our product and our services and how that might in, help the business a little bit later on? Okay, so that's two. Would we do three story? I mean, is there some sort of rule about you know, like three stories and no more? Or <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'd I know. Say, <laughs> I'd say if you have a thirty-minute meeting, if you have let's say one connection story and then maybe one success story, that's usually I think a good, good, good rule there. One or two stories per meeting. They're effective stories. No need to tell this entire meeting just stories. But uh, on your question as well, on when to tell it then. Uh, especially let's say the first one is someone asks you, how are you? Or right at this beginning, a second story that you could bring in is this typical success story, right? How you helped another customer overcome a certain problem. And the ideal moment to bring in that success story is once you have a clear, clear understanding of the customer's pain points. When you, once you're very crystal clear on that and the other, and, um, you understand it very well, you can ask the other person, Hey, so Mark, um, your, your situation reminds me a little bit of a customer that I worked with two years ago. Would it be helpful if I shared what situation that customer was and what challenges he, she was facing? Oh, so, I love then, the way you they, said that. Because you're not going to say no. You can't say no to that. That's perfect. <laughs> and if you say no, well, then perfect indication as well not to share my story. <laughs> But right. this is also one that a lot of people, because a lot of people feel awkward about sharing their stories. But if you do it that way, you ask for permission, you ask actually, hey, um, this reminds me of X, Y, Z. Would it be helpful if I shared how that customer became that problem? Then it's completely, it's a conversation. It's not this monologue where you're just sharing here the incredible story. But no, you're, you're having a conversation where you pause, where you ask for permission, where you ask whether that makes sense, blah, blah, blah. So make it more of a conversation than a than this monologue. And so we won't go into a lot more detail, but you said there was a connection story and a success story. Was Is there other sorts of stories? like? A mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say um, another great one is, is value story. Value story, so that's... Or differentiation story, let's say differentiation stories. These are stories that helps show how you're different versus others. It's, it comes again about how, how unique are you? Because probably your competitors have a very similar solution than you. And so at one point of the conversation, your prospect is likely thinking, why should I work with you, right? Why should I do this with you? In some way or the other, either explicit or implicit, they will think about why should I work with you? And that way, there you can respond with a story in return. So you could um, think about a claim that you want to make, 
the claim could be, ah, oh, we always put the customer first, or um, I am here for my customer 24-7, or whatever is the claim. Think about the claim that you want to make, this one thing, how you're different to your competitors. And once you have that claim, think about, how, is there a story that backs up that claim? Is there something in your past that backs up that claim. That is because otherwise it's just a meaningless claim, right? Anyone can do that. But is there a moment in your past that backs up the claim? And there you go. That's your then differentiation story. Oh, that's good. So, Philip, I'm I'm really pleased that you've come on the podcast, particularly all the way from Amsterdam. Thank you very much. If <laughs> if you know, there's a lot of people listening to this. I know, and they're thinking there's so much content here. You know, if you could uh, give them one thing that they should go and do, you know, like so they finish the podcast, their next sales meeting, or, you know, one thing that they should do around storytelling, what would that piece of advice be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say try it out with the how are you um, prompts. So someone asks you, how are you? It doesn't have to be in a sales meeting, but anytime, anytime that someone asks you, how are you, share something personal about yourself and then ask them for their experience in return. Beginning, it feels a little bit awkward, but doing it a few times, it's an incredible resource just to put your relationships on a new, on a next level. Give it a try. Oh, yeah, okay, that's really easy to do, and I think that'll set people up for success. I really like that tactical piece of advice. Thanks a lot. So, other than getting your relatively new book, The Storytelling Method, which I got wrong at the start. Sorry. So, story what? selling method. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? I've written it down wrong. That's right. So I've got it wrong three times. Twice. The story selling method. Yeah. How embarrassing is that? You get somebody on, you want to help them out, and you keep saying the name of the book's wrong. And at least people no are going to remember now because we've made a big deal about it. Right. So, okay, perfect. So everyone should go out and buy a copy of the story selling method. By Philip Hunt, um, you know Mark Hunt. Mark Hunter loved it, and if he Hunt, he loved it. You're going to love it too. So, um, apart from that, you know, how can people get in contact if you with you if they want to learn a little bit more about um, some of these great techniques? Mm -hmm. Sure. I think easiest probably um, just add me on LinkedIn. I love to be in touch with um, with all of you and hear your stories. So, Philip One L Two P Hum H U M M, and um, that's get in touch on LinkedIn. Other than that. Um, Check out my uh, check out my book. Yeah, the story selling method. Selling, uh, you can, selling. You can find it on Amazon, um, or just go on my website, storyselling.in. And uh, other than that, no, I'm pretty much active on everywhere in social media. I'm posting lately, tons of stuff on YouTube. If you're more into visual stuff, okay. check out my YouTube channel. And that's so it. We'll put, we'll put YouTube up. We'll put the the, the book up. We'll put up um, LinkedIn. Are you on Twitter? On Twitter, honestly, it's pretty pretty dead. Uh, every time okay. I get let's say two two likes, I'm I'm there, but uh, I'm a Twitter fan. <laughs> it's okay, you don't need to be. So, Philip, thank you so much for coming on the Best of Sales Skills podcast. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. <laughs>